all-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals at Ryu Hotels and Resorts in Mexico, the Caribbean, and Central America. And enjoy a selection of exclusive non-stop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. It's time to get inside the Giants huddle huddle up, huddle up, huddle up. on Giants.com. Here we go. Here we go. And the Giants mobile Get them in there. Let's go. Part of the Giants podcast network. We're back here on the Giants huddle podcast brought to you by Citizens, official bank of the Giants. I am John Schmelk. The host of the athletic football show is one and only Robert Mays. Robert, good to see you again, Ben. Good to see you too. How are you doing? Doing great. We talked at the combine. We had a good conversation about what the Giants were going to do in free agency. And I think we kind of nailed it. They bring back Daniel Jones on a shorter deal, but one for a pretty good amount of money. They bring back Saquon back on the franchise tag. Your overall thoughts on the Giants offseason that try to take that kind of that next step on their Brian Dable. I thought the Daniel Jones contract was a pretty good day for Daniel Jones. You know, and I those quarterback contracts are always hard to figure out because the market itself maybe isn't the best indicator and sometimes a guy is worth more to the team he's already on than he would be on the open market. And I think that was probably the case with the Giants. And when you lock the quarterback into a multi-year deal, at least you know what you're looking at for the next couple of years rather than franchising the quarterback. And I understand trying to avoid that entanglement. And that's what they did. So they bring back those two guys. They made it work. And then I think it's just about surrounding them now with more pieces on offense. And they weren't maybe as aggressive and pass catchers as I thought they would be in terms of spending money, but it's not like there were a ton of guys available in free agency. It was a weak free agent class at receiver. So you go and you make what is potentially a value move in trying to trade for Darren Waller, and then you just kind of volume shoot at those other spots. You know, And that's kind of what it feels like is you know, they have all these kind of different skill sets where you've got a handful of burners and then you've got a handful of kind of slot space guys. You know, Waller could potentially be like your number one receiver within the offense. It's an interesting hodgepodge of players, and I'm curious how it works out. But to me, what's notable is that they've also kind of remade and reshuffled the offensive line. You know, you bring in John Michael Schmitz in round two. It seems like he's going to start, you know, as Ben Bredesen, your other guard now. And all across this roster, across both these rosters, honestly, it's encouraging to see guys that were thrust into starting spots at one point out of necessity are now depth pieces. And I think that's what you have, what you see when it's year two, year three of a building process. And I think that's kind of where the Giants are headed right now. Yeah, we saw last year the Giants basically added six players after final cuts, which is never what you want to see because then you don't feel good about your 53, right? I don't think that's going to be the case this year, to your point. Talk about the wide receivers for a second. You mentioned they kind of threw numbers at the problem, right? And a lot of people have said they have a ton of slot guys, and they do, but it's different types of slot guys, right? Like Crowder and Beasley are kind of in their own category. Shepard's done both. Paris Campbell's a slot guy, but he's a speed slot guy, you know what I mean? Then you have Hodgins, he's the big guy, Hyatt and Slayton are the burners. So I do think it's a good mix of talent that Dable can maybe move around in different roles, if not different positions, that should give this offense a little bit more explosiveness than what they had last year. Absolutely. I mean, you just add Jalen Hyatt on top of what you're getting from Darius Slayton, and you add, there's no shortage of burst 
worst now because you can have one or the other if you get one of them dinged up. And I believe Slayton was a little bit dinged up at one point, right? So it you make sure that you have that element within your offense. And listen, not all those guys are going to make the roster. Of course. So, I mean, all the slot guys we're talking about, maybe they end up with – maybe it's just Shepard, Wandale, who's hurt right now, and Paris Campbell. So, you, I mean, how many receivers can you possibly keep? It's not. It's probably not more than six or seven. So I, I think that eventually that'll all shake out. And, you know, they really just don't have that kind of traditional number one receiver in the way that we think about it, like that big body guy who can be a focal point. But again, if Waller's healthy, he could potentially be that guy where you can build your passing game through him. So they definitely are so much better positioned than they were at this time last year. And even at points during last season, like they signed Isaiah Hodgins off the street. He was their best receiver at one point. So they're clearly better positioned than they were heading into last season. And I think that's true for most areas of the roster, honestly. Aside from the quarterback, Evan Neal or Darren Waller, most important player to this Giants offense? It's a great question. I think Waller. I think that if Evan Neal is just a passable tackle, which is an improvement based on where he was last year, that certainly helps where you're at as a, with your floor offensively. But I think for them to kind of take a really big next step forward, they need a featured pass catcher within the system. And I think that Darren Waller has a chance to be that. So I think you can make an argument for both guys, but I just think that not the best case scenario for Evan Neal still puts you in a good place. Not the best case scenario for Darren Waller, I think just diminishes what Giants fans are probably hoping they're going to get out of this group. The Giants Auto Podcast is brought to you by Citizens, the official bank of the New York Giants. From game day to every day, Citizens is made ready for Giant fans with insights, guidance, and solutions. Learn more at citizensbank.com. You're ready for a change. Payday comes early with Citizens, so go to that retreat. New you moves to the country. Now you're raising goats and launching a lifestyle brand. Are you ready for all that life brings? For a trade that a lot of people term a flyer, he's kind of essential to this offense, no? Yeah, and I think the when you call it a flyer, it's just because it's the right way to shop. It's a guy who has been dinged up a little bit, and it's a guy who the regime where he was playing didn't choose him. So when you have those teams that are in moments of transition, that's when you can occasionally find real value. And I think that's exactly what happened. And listen, he's been hurt. There's no argument against that. So there's a chance that he plays nine games and it just never pans out the way that you want to. But when you're paying what you did for him, I think you're shooting for the upside case. And with all the money they've spent in other areas on the roster and kind of the way that they've had to allocate it towards the pass catchers, I think it's a bet worth making. We are at outside of, at practice, by the way. The first day of practice here in Detroit just ended with the Giants and Lions. If you have some background noise, that's what it is. Robert kind enough to give us a few minutes here. Your thoughts on what you saw at practice today? I, I, just, again, mostly me kind of keeping tabs on who's playing where. Yeah. And, you know, the idea, like, oh, that, that's interesting with the offensive line. And, like, oh, okay, so Adore Jackson's now going to be playing maybe in the slot a little bit more and trying to figure out, like, what those roles look like because until you're out here seeing when guys are lining up and which – position groups they're with and everything else it's hard to get a feel about what's real about the depth chart and what's not so that's kind of my biggest takeaway is that like keeping tabs on where everybody is and then tomorrow hopefully i'll have a better sense of like who played well who didn't play well it's mostly day one when you're here for two days of practice just getting your bearings yeah no question about it and we've seen sea changes from day one to day two with these joint practices before all right let's talk about the nfc in general because i don't i think the way you and nate talk about it on the athletic football show the way i see it it's kind of eagles niners cowboys right top tier of the nfc and then you have kind of the rest of the guys how do you see the giants fit in with that next group i think that they're right there honestly i i don't i mean they're obviously their division odds are tilted because they have 
two teams that are maybe the favorites in the NFC. But I think that people are maybe a little bit too low on this team after where they were last year. And you look at all the other teams kind of in that class, whether it's the team they're practicing against right now, the Seahawks, kind of all of those teams bunched up in that second group. I think they're going to be competitive in that group. I just have so much faith and I've, I've so much earned equity from what the coaching staff did a year ago. And now they have better players. You know, it's not as if they've gone out and gotten all the star level talent, but I think everywhere you just have a bigger injection of resources. I mean, this is a team that, like you said, they were getting guys off the scrap heap after cuts last year. They spent no money because they couldn't. You have any. <laughs> so and now the, you, the idea that you have even a little bit more urgency in adding pieces to the roster, I think it's hard not to be excited based on the results you got from a team last year at the state they were in, and now you're kind of moving into phase two of whatever this looks like. My excitement hasn't waned because I think that these guys have clearly shown the most that they're able to get the most out of the players that they have, and now the players are better across the board. I'm in the middle of your and Nate's uh, hour and a half top 10 defense episode. You guys went 90 minutes, by the way. Very impressive on that. I, so I, I always try to cut them down, and then we get halfway through where <laughs> we're five at five in, and we've gone, talked for 50 minutes. And Because you think about it, 10 minutes per team times 10, min, 10 teams times 10 minutes is 100 minutes. It's an hour and 40 minutes. And so a 10-minute conversation about each team, when you're really trying to dig down deep into it, it doesn't feel that long. So I think it's just a matter of trying to trim the amount of teams we're talking about is the, most, the biggest challenge. Giant fans love a winner. It's why they love Citizens, named the 2022 Best Bank in the U.S. by The Banker. As the official bank of the Giants and sponsor of the huddle, Citizens is made ready for fans of Big Blue. Learn more at citizensbank.com. You love turf. You're good at it. So you start a turf biz. Business grows. Your savings grow. Become the most celebrated name in turf. Are you ready for all that life brings? No question. All right, so let's... Let's make it simple. Let's go two minutes here. Giants defense, Wink Martindale, one of the more unique defensive approaches in football. Your thoughts on how they've constructed what they're doing and how this defense might match up against what's going to be a much tougher schedule for the Giants this year, facing the AFC East instead of the AFC South, which obviously is two very different divisions. I really like the thought process in the offseason. You know, you pay a lot for an off-ball linebacker whose name I cannot remember right now. Bobby Okereke. Crazy. I was thinking Ogletree, but that's a tight end for the Colts. All of it runs together. I think we're all happy they didn't spend a lot of money on Alec Ogletree. So, well, listen, you've lived the Alec Ogletree life, as have I in Chicago. So I think that having, you know, just a reliable piece at linebacker and having something that just can be a centerpiece of your defense, especially your run defense, because that was the issue last year. They just got gashed on the ground over and over and over again. So you look at where they added. You have a lot more talent and stability through the spine of your defense. You go sign Sean Robinson. You get Nunez Roaches from the Bucks. So just that amount of beef in the middle and that amount of run-stuffing potential, I think, is clearly where they were lacking last year because by the end of last season, I feel like you feel good about the pass rush potential of the front. And Thibodeau coming along again for even further in year two, what you've seen from Dexter Lawrence, I think the front seven now actually has a chance to be kind of decidedly a strength where last year it was more of a question at times especially against the run and then and they threw resources at the problem on defense you go draft a corner in the first round and you have some guys that were interesting last year but maybe aren't guys that you want to rely on like Cordell Flott gave you something gave you more than you probably thought he was going to give you last year but now you're not relying on him to that extent and I think that's the benefit is then when you can start pushing the guys who are forced into action down into the second and third spots on the depth chart and they truly just become depth for you so I just feel like across the board they've been really intentional about the upgrades that they needed based on the type of unit they were last year final question what's the one thing this Giants team has to do better this year if they want to be back in the playoffs I think it's stop the run 
fewer gashes on defense. You know, when you live that Wink Martindale life, that's going to happen. And I think that they were comfortable with that last year because they didn't necessarily have the horses on that side of the ball to go toe-to-toe with people. You have to be extreme. So I feel like being maybe a little bit less extreme this year because you don't have to play this game where if we're not creating an explosive play on defense, we're losing anyway. So I think that that mindset potentially, and then on offense, they just need more explosives. Right. I mean, they had an offense last year that was built within itself, I think, for good reason. You're kind of hanging on to your hat with some young offensive line talent, some moving pieces there. And then you just don't have the pass catchers on the outside. So you're asking your quarterback to kind of just do something that's pretty focused, pretty conservative. And it worked for them. They made it work for them. But now it's just about opening it up, because in order to take the next step, you need to realize a different ceiling with this thing. Robert, great stuff. Tell the folks where they can find you. Athletic Football Show every single day. We're doing it five days a week, now six days a week, uh, with us shows coming to you on Saturday. So if you like football chatter, like you mentioned, there is a lot of it on the Athletic Football Show pretty much every day of the week. This is my go-to football podcast. Robert, great stuff. Thanks for joining us. Safe travels the rest of the camp. Appreciate it, man. Good to see you. Robert Mays, the Athletic Football Show on the Giants Little Podcast, brought to you by Citizens, the official bank of the Giants. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Your getaway with Apple Vacations begins the moment you step on board one of our exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Escape the ordinary with packages starting at just $599. No layovers, just pure relaxation from takeoff to touchdown. Immerse yourself in the joy of travel with Apple Vacations. Your journey is as enchanting as the destination. So pack your bags and leave the rest to us. Visit AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to book your vacation.